This is the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott. At Dre Knott, at Akron Jackson, on most of your favorite social media platforms. Uh, Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast, A to Z podcast.com. Our sponsors are seen. The Honeymoon Grill and American Fireworks. Dre, I was actually out kind of towards your neighborhood the other day. I looked over at the billboard, big bright green billboard, and saw the boom for American Fireworks. Um, it is yeah. that time of year. And, and to play a little American Fireworks Glory Days here to start, it reminds me of the time about a year ago. I was driving in, uh, more towards out my way, and there's a couple digital billboards along 77. And the American Fireworks billboard came up, and it was upside down. And I was like, well, that's not oh, good. Yeah. Somebody screwed up. So I got to where I was going and I emailed John and I said, hey, uh, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I'm sure you paid premium dollar for this. I said, I want you to know it's upside down. And he wrote back and said, hey, dummy, we do that on purpose because it grabs people's attention. So uh, there's an idiot born every day and some of them have a podcast. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's a happy day for me because the Browns wrapped up the uh, formal part of their offseason today with the end of minicamp. So the contrived drama of OBJ OTAs is over. Um, officially, summer vacation is on. Um, to, it's, it's, you know, it's a light time drag in the sports year, but it's a great time. The NBA finals have been good. There's a lot of juicy storylines around it. Um, you cover a baseball team that's got its tip of its nose above water at least this week but there's a lot going on and uh, frankly i just can't quit smiling because it's speedo and shandy season for me for you it is and it tells you how uh, great or not great summers are here in cleveland that it's middle of june and you're talking about wearing your speedos and it's, your summer's over like july 28th july 26th so yeah but you know what i was telling somebody that? today yeah. about that don't if if it's done well, it's done right, then I'm damn ready by the time that rolls around. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt about that at all. Um, yeah, I think we are in a good time. You know, the NBA Finals are probably better than what 80% of the country and the other country thought it would be. Yeah. Um, injuries have played a note in it. It's funny when I hear everybody talk about depleted Warriors, depleted that. Um, they have five All-Stars, five Hall of Famers. They lose two or three, and all of a sudden we want people want to cry for them. I can't do that. Um, I love that Steph is still bitching about the 2016 championship and he made a bad decision and didn't get around Kevin uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Love and Kevin Love is playing with him. I like that Richard Jefferson is now putting out there why everybody hates Damon Jones because he says stupid shit. Um, <laughs> the NBA, NBA is it's fearless in just the pettiness. We constantly say this on this podcast, but it's so true. Um, I got to be honest with you. I've been turned off by the whole oh, – and I, I can – Point a couple of fingers as to why. Um, I'm not a wet blanket. I love football. I love football probably more than I love baseball, to be completely honest. And that's that shouldn't be a surprise. I love them both. Um, I love football. I love the month of September. I love I love August when when guys when when practice starts on all levels. Um, I can't stand the last month and a half of the NFL football season personally. Um, just way too much made out of way too little, um, in my opinion. You know, to the conversations that have gone on endlessly at nauseum about who's there, who's not there. Um, it doesn't really matter, people. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. And the conversations that just continue to go on and on and on, I get this is a Brownstown. I get people like football, love football here. Um, but if you're going to talk and have an intelligent conversation about it, and kudos to Joe Thomas for just putting everything in the, in the plain sight as to how this stuff works. 
I get that we haven't had a lot of OBJs around town. And look, and I'm not saying this to anyone else. If I feel like Zach's doing overkill, I'll tell Zach too. And he knows that. Just some of the conversations that if we're going to be a football town, let's learn how to really talk football and understand it and enjoy it. Stop with all this bullshit marketing stuff about who's there and who's not. The Duke Johnson stuff isn't a controversy. It's just regular football. He said what he said. It is what it is. Baker, be careful is all I would say. Um, when you start talking about people's money, uh, that turns some people off within your locker room. It may not yet, but it may in the very soon future. Well, but did he talk about his money, though, I, I think? Yes. And you just don't – Zach, you know locker rooms. You can go out you, – you stay out of personal stuff when you get to that level. You just do because everybody has personal situations that are different. Sure, I get what he's saying, and on a college level, high school level, that shit works. It does not work in a, in, a, in a football – you know this. It doesn't work in a football locker room because they all are playing. They're paying for money. They're playing for money. Well, They're playing I, for – I know what you're saying. And everyone's, situation, and everyone's situation is so different. So different. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but Duke's money for this year is guaranteed, right? Um, that, that's, right. that's not really the issue. Um, and really, it was only news this week, people, because he had been away and, and finally had talked about it. I mean, Duke knows – that he's not in the long-term plans of the Browns, which means he's not getting to year three where he right. makes more than this year. <laughs> and so he wants to trade in, and understandably, right? Playing, he, with his, playing with his money. Nah, Baker's not <laughs> playing with his money. Baker's saying, be here. I, 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 Zach, Zach, all I'm saying is this. It's not a good look for any player in a locker room, and I, you know how players galvanize and say, hey, man, stay out of his business when it comes to how he goes about and, 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 it. And I totally never, know that, and I totally get that. Because a player never wants to be looked at as like he's one of the people in the front office. That you agree with the front office. When you when you separate yourself from the clubhouse to being with the front office, that's a separation that doesn't go well. Yes, I still don't see that as 100% the case here. Or even maybe 50% the case here. I think he was saying, be with us in the locker room. It'll, it'll work itself out. But isn't, isn't Duke doing that, though? Uh, this week he is, yes, yes. Okay. He did the same thing. He did the same thing that Beckham Jr. did, right? Um, yeah. Well, in a way, the, their absences were different for different reasons. And again, I, I totally get what you're saying. Everybody's personal stuff is different, and everybody's time, especially during voluntary time, is, is handled differently, and they're entitled to handle it differently. All I'm saying is, be careful, Baker. That's it. No, and, and and that part of it. Is fine. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought this up because some of our, our friends and cohorts have had to beat this into the ground for hours this week, and we can do it in three minutes. Okay. Thank um, God. Thank God. <laughs> guys, I, I think this is not really drama. I, I really, really don't. Even if you, whether you agree or disagree with Dre, um, whether you're Team Duke Johnson or Team Trade Duke Johnson for, for a bag of cleats, uh, I don't really think this is drama. I think those of us around the Browns and podcasters, columnists, radio hosts, bad radio hosts, season ticket holders, jersey buyers, tweeters, this is all new. Guys, like there are 10 guys on every real relevant NFL team that know that their time is almost up and they wish they'd get shipped somewhere else. This is standard business, right? There are 10 guys on every NFL team that are disgruntled with with their current role and, 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 and know 
that if it's taken out of their hands and they get traded late in training camp or late in October, that it's not ideal. So Duke wants out now, and I don't see any problem with it because the Browns have basically told Duke that they're moving on. That being said, his, yeah. his money for this year right. is fully guaranteed. Just let me ask you this, Dre. You, don't, you weren't at minicamp. You don't know the roster, but I, I, I'm fairly confident you can answer this. Of the, of the 90 guys on the Browns right now, almost said 53, but there's 90. In ranking the importance of those players right now, June 6th, uh, where, where does Duke Johnson rank? Duke's like 40. He's like 40. And I like Duke. I think Duke's a decent – I think Duke's yeah, a third Yeah, I think back. that's honestly – I think there's some great – I think you even sold him a little short there. But, but again, like right. that's what it is, right? Like when I'm they signed yeah, – Duke Johnson made, got his contract because he made those plays because he was a playmaker on a team desperate for them. Now he's like the seventh right. best playmaker on the Browns. That's that's not disparaging Duke. It's not disparaging not anyone else. Them, no. These are the facts, and so we'll see what happens. And more reason why this conversation should be three to four minutes and you move on. Yes. You're talking about a third down back, a very good third down back. I'm a Duke Johnson fan. Me too. That's why to me it's like it's not that big of a deal. If Duke Johnson has to start a game this year, you've gone through some terrible injuries, and, that, and you still are a really good offense if he's your starting running back. I just think that it's not that big of a controversy when you put – and that's the other reason why I would tell Baker to stay out of it. Let this happen, man. Let, let this happen. You can't police everything that happens in your locker room like you do in college and high school. Yeah, I get what let you're saying there. No, I can so get with that. My, that's Absolutely. all I'm saying. Don't get involved. You just made my point. Don't get involved in this. Right. It's too, that's a small thing in, in the scale of where you're at in life and where you're trying to get La- Last word here. Last word here. I love getting the last word, and so do you. So fuck off, um, <laughs> Duke Johnson. You like getting the last. You like getting the last burger too. So keep yeah. doing that. Oh, I sure. <laughs> Duke Johnson, who's by all accounts a good guy and has been a good citizen to the Browns and has never been in trouble in any of those things, is a real, established, and legitimate NFL player. He is neither a Hall of Famer nor is he a scrub. What do I always tell you here on A to Z? The truth is in the middle. So that's what he is. There was a time when he was one of six or seven guys that the Browns had that. Now he's one of 20 or 30 or 40. Things will work out with Duke Johnson and the Browns, and every dime of his 2019 money is guaranteed. So really, no one with any sense is crying for Duke Johnson. On to the baseball minute. Now I'm bringing it up for two reasons, Dre. You know, I don't usually bring it up. First, I want to say I don't know any details. I've met the guy one time. You obviously know him well. All of our best vibes, wishes are out to Carlos Carrasco and his family. Uh, I don't know if you know anything more or um, you know what the vibe internally is because I haven't been at the clubhouse, obviously. But just wanted to take the first part of this baseball minute um, to say that before we got lost in any other discussion. Yeah, um, it's tough. It's sad. Uh, just, you know... Just like in any other season, in any other job, I think you realize how lucky you are that baseball's your life. And I can bitch about the grind. I can bitch about how many days in a row. I can bitch about the travel. Um, but it's a – I'm not – I don't play on the team, but it's a, it's a dream come true that this is – that that's the, that's the, you know, the tough part of my life is travel and this and that. And you miss stuff with your family. But you do get to be in this cocoon that takes you away from the real life and the real world. Um, being around a team the way we are daily and, and just seeing things and doing things. And when something like this happens, man, it's a, it's a slap of reality of, um, of real-life situations that we all go through. 
Um, and as much as, you know, a bunch of boys being boys for the summer, um, the emotion changes greatly when you see one of the guys pulled away. Uh, and it's not a big baseball injury. You know, it's weird because, and you've heard this in football, I'm sure you've heard it in basketball. You know, if you break an ankle or hurt your ankle, you're still with the team, but you don't feel like you're part of the team anymore because you can't, you know what I mean? You can't be on the bench. Like, Corey Kluber's going stir-crazy right now because he's not allowed to sit on the bench during the games because they don't want his arm to get, you know, hit or whatever else. He's there. He's back in the clubhouse, but he's not allowed to be out there. And yeah. that drives him crazy because you don't feel like you're you're part of the team. Um, and I think for, for this situation situation with Cookie, it's like not only is he a part of the, not a part of the team, but the whole routine is gone. Um, you know, the routine of when you get to the park, eating dinner with guys, working out with guys, you know, making jokes with guys. Um, I know it's all small scale, but in all of our jobs, we have things that, you know, make our job worthwhile to go to day in and day out. Now he's got to, you know, fight a battle um, that he probably wasn't completely ready to fight um, before this season started. So it stinks. Um, I know Cookie pretty well. Uh, He drives me crazy sometimes in a good way. I think he does that purposely. Um, it's, uh, it just sucks. So if you pray, if you believe in that type of thing or, or whatever you believe in to try to help people, um, think about him, give him, a, give him a shout out when you're doing whatever you do and think about him because it's going to be a tough battle. I'm sure he'll overcome it. Um, I know the locker room has been somber the last couple of days. Uh, I know a lot of us feel not bad, but throughout this season, um, and I think this is, what it, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be the, you know, I don't want to shake my finger at anybody, but this is one of those situations where I'll admit myself, I feel bad because this is why we got to be careful tweeting stuff. Well, some of you guys are just assholes, and some of you guys are just going to be assholes. You were born an asshole, you're going to die an asshole. You smell like shit, you're an asshole. <laughs> but I think for a lot of us that emotionally get charged, truth to truth, but I think a lot of us you know, that get emotionally charged by sports, we fly off the handle and we say things or think things about people and players without putting the whole thing in context. And why should we? Because, you know, most of the time you don't have to. But in this situation, I will admit, um, I kind of feel like crap at times because we all, I question sometimes Cookie this year just in, and I know him and I should have known better, but we all kind of knew something wasn't clicking. And we're so used in sports to just go harder, play harder, fucking concentrate, you know, go, go lift weights harder. In all reality, he was trying to do all that, and his body just wasn't cooperating. Yeah. So, I didn't do it. I didn't do it to be an asshole. I, I, you know, I did it because it's like, because we've seen Cookie be one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I think there's a lot of us now that kind of had to take a deep breath over the last 48 hours to realize he was trying his ass off. It just body wasn't cooperating. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we look back at this as just another thing he's overcome. He's overcome a ton to get to this point in his life. Uh, and it's no doubt in any of our minds that they'll overcome this as well. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> again, you know, it is because um, these are guys on TV to most of us, right? And so right. – and, right. And, and I think this is a good time to say this. I'm going to try to not say it clumsily. But I really believe this, guys, and I, and I actually just saw this yesterday unrelated to, um, to Cookie's uh, situation. You know what the worst thing on Twitter is? It's not people losing their minds. Um, it's not the creepy obsession that Cleveland continues to have with Tony Grossi. It's it's not the Steph Curry stuff. It's when someone 
feels like they have to tweet some things are bigger than baseball or basketball. Like if we don't, if that's not presumed, if that's not assumed, if we can't go forward without that, yeah. right. Then like, then we've messed up. And, and not to say that we haven't been guilty of it at times and not to say that I've never tweeted or said the wrong thing, but um, you know, it's just the way it is. And I, and I wish that that would be the case where that didn't have to pop up and um, we could go forward. Speaking along those lines, uh, I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Jacqueline. She dropped me a line the other day. She's going through some stuff, and she said, she told me that uh, one thing she really loves to do when going through her physical therapy is to listen to A to Z. So I don't know what kind of messed up pain meds they got her on or, or what else is really going on in her life, <laughs> but we appreciate that because we get here we and bullshit you, and laugh. And so you got your um, six or seven somber, serious minutes out of the way. And we're going to go on to part two of the baseball minute, which is I brought it up because remember, oh, it's yeah. all about me here on A to Z. Yeah, it oh. is but it's today. But let me say this. When you're a pop this ass is continuously wrong and continuously say stupid shit, I understand the obsession on Twitter with that asshole. Yeah, there's still lines, though. You know, there's still there's lines. Li- okay, but, but he pushes back. If he wasn't such a pompous asshole, he wouldn't get pushed back. Well, See, you're, you're right. He, he you're points, right. He the finger and that sums steps. it up. I hate hey, when you're right. Playing? Can you let me talk, please? I know. No, because because he is a pompous asshole, and I, and I have no problem saying it. And I've worked along beside him. I fell into his face. They play up. They play up how much of an asshole he is. But while we play up how wrong he is, and people see that, and I think with all the with all of social media and with so much information out there, he's getting killed by people like you day in and day out with real stories and real work. And instead, he just beats one thing into the ground. It's old. We've all grown up with it. And I, you know, and I get pissed when I hear some people go, oh, we just need new Browns reporters. And new... No, you just got to stop paying attention to certain ones because he blocked me a long time ago, and life has been good, and I haven't missed anything that's important with the Cleveland Browns since that's happened. <laughs> Try it, people. So true. Anyway, AtoZPodcast.com, Facebook.com, AtoZPodcast. The second part of the baseball minute. So – as you guys know, uh, Demarius Randall came to the Browns a year ago. He came out of the womb talking, caught, talking smack. He came last year. He challenged Cleveland with his bet in the NBA Finals because he's a Warriors fan. <laughs> um, he, he won that bet, all, all that stuff. And then he went on to have a really big season. And um, I know my mom's listening. She's the one person I can consistently count on listening to this podcast. And he became her favorite player on the current Browns last November when he stuffed that ball in Hugh Jackson's belly. And that was a funny moment. And, and that's Demarius. He is who he is. He talks. He taunts. He does this stuff. And it's not fake or not contrived. So I've been dying to tell this story, Dre. And, this, and I can do – it's the rare case – where I kind of am sitting on something that's eventually going to show up in the athletic and in, you know, longer version, probably on this podcast without kind of giving it away. So I'm having a conversation with Demarius the other day. Um, coincidentally, not coincidentally, oddly, I guess about basketball. Right. And doesn't he owe his jersey still? No, he didn't. He won his He didn't won the bet. He didn't have to give everybody. the jerseys. All right. My bad. My yeah. Bad. Right. So, we we were talking about some things and just BSing about basketball and and I said and he was telling me what a good defender because he basically said if he was comparing himself to a current NBA player he would say Patrick Beverly and I'm like well damn Demaris oh, I know you're a fan because that's a very specific comparison right like that's I not a top that. 100 that's player crazy. in the NBA no. <laughs> you know um, so anyway this went on and on and I said so I assume like in high school that you were Patrick Beverly, you guarded the other team's player, best player. And he said, well, yes, when I was young, but he said he actually gave up basketball later in high school 
because he thought he was going to be a professional baseball player. And to make a long story short, and again, not to get too ahead, uh, we went on to talk about that. I knew he had played baseball, but I didn't know it was this serious. And he told me, and this is what makes him great, there are two reasons that he eventually gave up baseball. <laughs> I, got, I got to try to say this without laughing. <laughs> One of them is he messed up his shoulder and he said he didn't take his rehab seriously because he was just kind of a, a young teenager focused on other things. But he said the second reason he gave up baseball is because he talked so much shit he was tired of people throwing at him all the time and he wasn't sure he wanted to do that. He wanted to at least be fully padded like everybody else and have a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so he, he must have said Anderson. it three times. He was dead serious. <laughs> uh, so he was Tim Anderson, basically. Yes, yes, he was Tim Anderson. <laughs> so I have been. La- I've told he, like he ten was- people that story. It was it was twenty four hours ago, and I've been laughing about it ever since. Uh, uh, baseball. You know what though? And, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because um, baseball wants one thing. Let me say this. I love the sport, but baseball is a old, old white man sport that has been intricate. Like slowly but surely, yes, we have people from the islands that play, but the rules makers and the rules, the guys that hold the rules and the guys that talk about the game on radio and television are for 98% old and white. And I love most of them. Some of them aren't are jackasses, but MLB is selling. Hey, Francisco Lindor. Throw your bet up in the air. Color your hair blue. Show your attitude. Mike Trout won't do it, so let's get all our other guys. Tim Anderson, you flip the bat. We're going to make you T-shirts, and we're going to make you a star of the league, as they should. He's leading the league in hitting and stolen bases. He's played great. He's a, his story is great. I've actually interviewed him. Um, I love him. He's a kid from Mississippi, kid from Alabama, played basketball, was a basketball player. He had a coach that told him, hey, man, you're 5'11". There ain't no 5'11 power forward yet. <laughs> Like, so basically was like, hey, go swing the bat. You may have a chance with that. And, and lo and behold, it's worked. He's going to be a cornerstone of that Chicago White Sox team for a long time. And he knows that he's misunderstood. But he's like, this is what the league tells us what they want. And I go, yeah, the league is saying that because they want people to watch the game. They want to sell the game. They see what the NBA is doing. They see what the NFL is doing. But the game doesn't capture that. Just the other day in Pittsburgh, Acuna, one of my favorite players to watch, he's got gold chains. And one of the announcers flippantly said, well, maybe if you didn't have all those gold chains on, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> you can't say that. Number one, it sounds really, really, really racist, my young sir, young man. But it's just like that's baseball in a nutshell. It wants to move forward so bad, but it can't because it's rooted in something so strong from so long ago. I'm not saying I'm against it. I got to get both sides. I love having these types of conversations with Terry Francona away from everybody else. I love having these conversations with Rick Manning. They grew up with the game a certain way, and I respect it, and I love it, and it's why I got into the game. But it's hard for some of these old-timers to see the swag of today's player. And Tito said it to me best. If a guy's doing something contrived to say, look at me, he's going to catch one in the ear, and he's getting, he deserves it. He goes, if you're just showing pure enjoyment and exuberance towards the game, and you're just enjoying the game, I got no problem with it. I turn my head the other way, and, I, and I'll let you do what you do. I think it's hard for people to figure out that line between, hey, look at me, and hey, I'm enjoying the game. And the one guy that comes closest to it is Lindor. For the most part, Lindor doesn't piss off many people. He has a good time. He smiles. Tim Anderson don't smile, and he catches him in the ribs. (laughs) No, I I think you just very eloquently summed up 
you know, the state of the at least the professional games in, in the big three sports, right? Like the yeah. NBA, Adam Silver will tell you it's great. And what what do we hear with the NBA? Player empowerment, superstar league, yeah. right? What yeah. do we see in the NFL? Yeah. 360 days a year of in the news somehow, people sweating uh, decisions involving millionaires and idiots, and right, and, and overreacting to practices in, in May and, and stupid little things. And then in baseball, it's just kind of in the box game, right? With a lot of old white people, right? right? <laughs> like, it's a lot. Is what it is. And I've said before, I think good baseball is as great a sport as there is. We'll watch it all day. Uh, just, right. you know, um, what it is. But I think you summed it up really well there. So maybe we should quit while you're on top. Well, speaking of that, shout out to the, uh, so, and I'm, you know, I don't watch softball for a living, but the college uh, girls softball world series being fun to watch. What games I've caught. Um, it just has been, I, like, I just like competition. We to go back to that. It's been fun to see these women go at it. It's been a fun World Series to watch. Um, the baseball play, uh, World Series lives up to it because the girls did their job. So that fun. that is a really good TV sport, college softball. It yes, really yes, is. Yes, it is. It's fast. It's intense. It's kind of all right there. And like every time a base runner gets on, not only can half the lineup pop it out at any time, but when the other half of the lineup is up, like any time a base runner gets on, there's about eight different things that could happen. You know, and it, right. and, and it's it's really it's it's really good. No, for years I've I've noticed that. I didn't catch a lot of this year's World Series, a couple of games, um, but it that is a really good TV sport. You know, I think the the MLB draft was this week, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> again I, I'm not going to keep going on baseball here, guys. I think this is a state of sports, state of sports society discussion. I mean. Part of it, right, is the baseball draft is different. They're drafting guys for three to seven years down the road, whereas in the NFL, they're playing right away, right? In the NBA, we, we, we want them to play right away. We know them. Like, baseball is just so off the radar, you don't know any of these guys. So not only do, right. do you not need to know them if you're just a casual, casual plus fan. Hell, even if you're a season ticket holder, you don't need to know these guys for years down the road. But the drafting is just kind of ho-hum, and, and you look at the sports society that we're in. I mean, the NBA Finals, we got three or four more games, right? Well, right, right. But the biggest night of the the biggest night of the month outside of Toronto and, and Oakland is what? The draft, which is in three weeks. Draft, yeah. Yeah, right. the NFL draft no has doubt. become – I mean, Cleveland is throwing this party, already did throw this party to celebrate the party that it's going to throw hosting the draft, which is going to bring millions of dollars. <laughs> like, it's it's a right. totally different thing, and I think baseball suffers from that as well. It does. It do, I mean, think about it. The most popular players that are drafted are because we know their dads. You know, like, you know, like they have to have a lineage for us to understand it. I made this joke, and it's no joke towards the Indians or anyone else. We had Scott Barnesby on, who's the farm director for the Indians. And I made the joke before the game, and I would say this for any time. I go, I love when we have these draft guys, you know, the guy that drafts the day after the draft on the show. I go, it's like, have you ever seen an email that says a guy didn't go through a successful surgery the day that yeah. it happened? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's well, like, what guys is just get done with the draft? And be like, yeah, we had a really, sh- really shitty three days. You'll probably not see any of these motherfuckers ever make it to the big leagues. Like, what like? I, could, I, was, I was messing with our producer going, oh, that's a great get. I can tell you what that conversation is going to be like. Yeah, we had great – you know, it's like the, the Major League Baseball – and that's the other part for baseball. I mean, and we've talked about this before. I mean, one of the most popular players in the NBA next year has never took him, taken one shot in the NBA already. We all right, they will sell, I, right, I they will sell I, three million I, Zion Pelicans jerseys. Right. 
Right. I saw Zion on a golf course this morning, and he was getting mocked. They're like, all right, he's he's, he's a more he's mortal. He can't he can't you know he can't hit a golf ball. Like he's so pop. But the number one pick, I can't even tell you. This is three days since it happened, and I work in baseball. I can't remember the kid's first name that that was drafted number one overall in baseball just two days ago. I don't know his name either, but I can tell you in the regionals last weekend. He got intentionally walked with the bases loaded, and I've only ever seen that in high school baseball 15 years ago. That's awesome. That is uh, the kid from Oregon State. Yeah, the kid from Oregon But I don't, know his, name, yeah, I don't yeah. know his name either. That's no bullshit. That's no bullshit. I don't know his right. name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, though? And, you know, and I think if you're baseball, and I didn't, I've never even thought said this out loud or thought this out loud, but I'll say it. If you're baseball, you're never going to be able to change that. You are who you are. Yeah. You can still be, you're still, you can still be one of the top three. I think largely um, you're right there. I think largely you're right there. I mean, look, could you name one player on Kent State's baseball team? No, but I'll Ohio State's. I State's. I could name one not, on Ohio no, State. I right. could name one on each, but I'll admit that I can only name the one on Kent because because he played in Manchester. <laughs> so, right, because he has a, well, that's because he has a tie to you, to your right, family, right? To you or your family, and, and I get that. I used to know a lot more. I mean, all right, here you are. This is, this is, I'll I'll end our baseball minute on this, and I'm about to wrap up shortly. Um. This is how, and this is just, and look, I love baseball, and I don't think baseball is going away. It's just not going to be as popular as football and basketball for the reasons, some of the reasons we've stated. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a great sport. It's not a great thing to go spend time with, bring family with. Hell, if, if my game goes decently tonight, and your night goes decently, we're, I'm going to take my kids to watch uh, Division One state semifinal game down in Akron tomorrow morning just because I love baseball that much. My kids want to go to Rubber Duck Stadium. And, like, that's, and we love the kids. So, you know, it's not like we're talking to two people that hate baseball. We love it. It's just, well, don't it, steal it's my next line. Don't steal my next line. You got you got okay. five minutes. I got five minutes. Let's play congrats and congrats. I'll start. Well, let me say this. Let me say this real okay. quick. Zach Plesek, who made his first start last or last week uh, in Boston, showed his ass, pitched his ass off, did the same thing in Chicago. So we're sitting there talking, and he went to Ball State. Well, a kid I graduated high school and college with, played baseball, played in the Little League World Series with, was the manager at Ball State. He was fired as the manager at Ball State when Zach Plesak came. That's how old I am now. Zach Plesak basically played for a guy <laughs> I went to high school and college with, and Alex Marconi. And we shared stories on him, and, and it was funny because he goes, I can tell you some bad stories, I can tell you some good ones. He goes, but by the time I got to Ball State, everybody fucking hated him. He goes, but he did recruit me there, and I liked him. <laughs> That's how weird my life is now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so congrats to Akron Canal Park. I know there's some circumstances involved for hosting this weekend. It's got potential to be a big event, and um, you know, for old heads like us to 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 bring young people down and connect and get away on a Friday morning or later in the weekend, um, which doesn't work for me, but does work for some of you. I encourage you to do it. Congrats to the city of Akron for being on like the 14th consecutive year of having downtown torn up. You're getting people to your city who wouldn't normally come, and someone who lives in your city has no idea where to park tomorrow morning. So congrats to the city of Akron. Yeah, that's legit. That's legit all the way around. Uh, I'm going to say congrats to whoever makes decisions in baseball on rain delays and when the tarp should and shouldn't go on the field. I'll leave it at that. Um, that's just, and I'll say congrats to the NBA and Toronto for making this series uh, as fun as it's been. And the congrats goes deeper because when you look at the roster and you look at how the Toronto Raptors have been put together – whether it be their general manager and president not being American, uh, but coming to this country and finding a way to make the most of what he has, their roster, 
and it all goes back to the dream team. Uh, you know, the, the great story about the dream team and, and how we've made this an international sport is when you sit Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and all those guys around the country and around the world in that first dream team in 96, I believe, it's changed the face of basketball. Whether it's Dirk Nowitzki, whether it's, uh, you know, whether I can, you know, whether it's, you know, Giannis, the league has changed and for better. And we're seeing some of the best athletes and truly in the entire world now play the game of, of basketball and playing it at a yeah. high, high level. And it's only made the game better. You know, we talk soccer is a game. You know, basketball has a chance to become soccer internationally if these guys continue in Africa and different places, continue building their skills because it's fun to watch these guys that don't have this, the AAU snitch all over them, if I can say that. No, that's fair. Um, congrats to Kyle Lowry, who's taken a lot of shit, a lot of it fairly. Uh, time in his career, but he played an excellent game, and and regardless of who, and he and he, he should have smacked the shit. Out yeah, of that well, that's guy. where I'm going. Regardless of who <laughs> who was or wasn't in uniform for the Warriors, the Raptors did what a lot of teams have not not been able to do. That's go on the road and win in the NBA Finals. And congrats to the idiot who did what he did to Kyle Lowry. He's now been barred. Hopefully, he'll have to sell his share on the team. Uh, we. We, Terry Pluto's tried to tell us, don't let the millionaires ruin your day. You are a millionaire. You're that much of an idiot. It's just a game, and you deserve every every bit of embarrassment you've brought to your family and your name. Um, you deserve it for that move. Yeah, that was a punk move. That was as punkish as it gets. It was disgusting to see. Um, to me, which was just disgusting me more than anything else, is that we now have all these people that feel, whether a millionaire or not, we have all these people that feel the right and it's okay to put their hands on somebody that they don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you were raised. I got a pretty good idea how you were raised. Um, you just don't put your hands on people. And when you do put your hands on people, and I'm teaching my son this now and my daughter this now, when you're willing to put your hands on somebody you don't know very well, you're putting it out there that you're willing to take an ass beat or take it back. And I don't, you know, and like, and I, and I don't, I don't want to come off as a guy that's, you know, oh, let's go get in the fight. But you don't touch people unless you expect something coming back at you. Um, I just I don't understand why people feel the right that they can put their hands on other people and they don't know who they are or what the situation is. Uh, people just lost their minds. Uh, I got to say congrats to R.J. Hampton. Um, this story is a week old. He, this is the young basketball player who went on national TV to make his college announcement and announced he was going overseas to New Zealand. I don't know you. I don't know your family. Um, may, you know, I can't imagine – that if you're that good that you really needed this million dollars right now but by going to new zealand you didn't help your career playing in the ncaa tournament playing in big road games on espn going against some of the best coaches in the world a college experience even only of six months it can't help but make you better i just can't see how this this could be the right move so congrats to you and you probably regret it for a long time uh, I'm not going to agree with that just yet. All right. We don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You got to get. We'll all right. See. One more on the way out. Unless you got something else. Isn't Kenyon 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 Martin's kid is doing the same thing. Kenyon Martin's kid is doing the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 Look, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different, but I just think there's still value, and I think it's been proven. Uh, and getting that experience, even if it is just a vacation, which it is for most of these guys. Um, Shout-outs to Scene, to the Honeymoon Grill, to American Fireworks, to you guys for helping this thing grow. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. The last thing, guys, um, you know, congrats. Let me think, let me think of how to frame this. No, just let me, oh, yeah. boy. No, I'm, I'm not going to go congrats, congrats. I'm just going to say it. 
I don't know what's going to happen in the NBA Finals. I know it's good enough TV that I'm going to be glued. I don't know if KD's coming back. I don't know if Clay's coming back. Boogie sure looks broken and sad, even though he was awesome in Game 2. But as far as excuse-making or finger-pointing or going back, and, and, and certainly here in Cleveland, we know what it's like to play in the Finals when you don't have all your dudes. But a reminder of one of the all-time A to Z rules, this is a trophy or a Jordan face society, and there is no asterisk. <laughs> Somebody is going to raise the trophy at some point next week, and one team is going to go home. What their long-term ramifications are, who goes where on June 30th, July 3rd, I don't know any of that. But remember, trophy or Jordan face, no asterisks, no excuses. Nobody wants to hear it. Kenichiwa, right? <laughs> Kenichiwa, Golden State owner, you dumbass. Talk to you guys <laughs> next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>